say, and we'll let you talk about. Welcome to Villa Capri as we are here for Vuvu Soccer. Bob Long, Eric Nash, and we have Matt, the owner, running around making some errands. Uh, but it's, it's a great atmosphere here today, Eric. We got some big soccer going on, not just today, but we get ready for some huge soccer upcoming. And we'll set the stage for you. Right now it is the play-in for third place in the championship level of English League football. That's the first division below the premiership. And Eric... As we get ready for this one, I uh, just cannot wait to, wait to see how this game finishes up. Hull City against Sheffield Wednesday. I know that's one of your favorite names of any she- teams out Sheffield there. Sheffield Wednesday is terrific, terrific name in my opinion. Not to be confused with Sheffield United, by the way. It's yes, or Tuesday. Team. <laughs> right, exactly. I wonder if every day of the week. What is the, what is the Wednesday Signify? You have any yeah. idea? Uh, hump day, man. Maybe, maybe they used to <laughs> play on a Wednesday be. or so. Who knows? Yeah, I'm sure there's a good story. I bet English Paul would know the answer to that. By the way, well, English Paul, one of the very many loyal patrons at Villa Capri, and Villa Capri is a great bar in right downtown Doylestown. It's on Court Street, right in the main drag of town. So come on in, join us. We're doing the show as a preview of the. Champions League final between Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid, and that game will be played in all places, Eric, Italy, oh, believe yeah. it or not. It's a San Siro. Um, I believe it's in Turin. Is it Turin? Turin? Yeah. Interesting. It's funny because my niece is going to the game. I wow. She's at the game now. She's in one of those. Uh, God knows how she got a ticket for this thing. I don't think it was part of her school package, <laughs> but she's there, you know, uh, she's there, college uh, abroad type of uh, situation, and she's talking, you know anything about this game? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, I, 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 it's funny because... Eric, uh, we should have gotten a live report from her here on Vivo Soccer. Yeah, yeah, we, we really should have. Um, I don't, what time, what time is it? It's nighttime over there. Yep, it's yeah. uh, 7.45, I, no, I guess 8.45 there yeah. with the six-hour difference over to Italy. Interesting how you have the the uh, neutral site, huge soccer stadium in the San Siro, lots of lots of great teams play there. Inter Milan, uh, AC Milan. I mean, that's their big stadium there. Right. But the interesting thing about the interesting thing about it is you got two teams from Madrid playing. You got the team from the Ritz side of Madrid, Real Madrid, Real, which is. Uh, in, in European, that means they were Royal Madrid is actually what that stands for. Okay, so they were like the Royal, the King's squad, so to speak. Then you have Atletico Madrid, which is the poor folks squad. Okay, and if you know anything about the stadiums that they play in and the team and who follows them um, in Madrid, the, the Madrid uh, Madridistas that follow them, it's very interesting the dichotomy that we have for that as well. You know, but it's going to be it, it's a rematch. It's a great rematch because it's always a, a huge content uh, derby anyway. Okay, right. I mean, it's not quite, I guess, at the level of the Real Madrid Barcelona derby, but in the in the in the European champion. Wow, this is this is huge. It's very Europe interesting, final. Eric, because what this game signifies clearly is champions of Europe, and the winner of this game is the champion of Europe. But this champion of Europe will not even be the champion of Spain because Barcelona. 
outlasted yeah. both of them for the domestic league La Liga title. Isn't that kind of a lame thing when you really think about it? So lame so in got, what respect? Uh, lame in the fact that I guess uh, Real Madrid lost the championship by a point, and Atletico lost it by two because they had a terrible draw at the end of the year that kind of put them out of the next to last week of the season. Well, help me out here, Eric. Is it or is it not? balanced scheduling. What do you mean by bad draw? Um, no, a bad draw meaning a bad tie, a tie draw. Oh, oh okay, okay, okay. Uh, against, I forget you. who the team was, but it was the wor- it was the last place team in La Liga uh, that they drew to. Whose uh, fault is that? Yeah, but uh, look, it gets, <laughs> it gets back down to the thing again. Well, what like, are you going to assign three be, winners? But today you're going to you're going to someone's going to win it on the field. Okay, right. Whereas. The other way, somebody wanted on the scoreboard, basically. You know, they wanted in the standings. They didn't play each other. Oh, sure they did. Well, Many times, throughout, twice each throughout the season, right? I, I just don't, I don't see it that way. They, they, they should have a championship game decided on the field. I've always been of that mindset. You disagree? Uh, listen, <laughs> I would love to see playoffs, yes, right. but that, that's the way the format is. Barcelona right. was the best team in the league this year, and they didn't have that bad draw at the end of the season, and as a result, they're, they're champions. I mean, right. uh, there's three world-class clubs, right. maybe three of the best or the three single best world clubs in football right now. And, uh, and that's just the way it goes. I mean, there may not be the depth. I know that's an argument that we've had on this show and we've made appearances on others about the depth of the English Premier League. Maybe the Spanish League doesn't have the depth, but... Maybe it just doesn't look like they have depth because the rest of the league or the three at the top are so very, it's very bunch, good. It's a, yeah, maybe it used know, to be two at the top. You remember, Bob? Right. Now it's like three, maybe four if you look at Sevilla, yes. okay? I mean, you know, how many straight Europa and European championships have they won now? La Liga. La Liga? I don't know that stat. I'm going to say three in a row because Atletico Real played two years ago. Right. Barcelona, I believe, won, won it last year. year. One of those two is going to obviously win it today, right? Right. Uh, Seville won the uh, Sevilla won the uh, Europa League, come from behind against Manchester United, which mm-hmm. was a nice, nice victory. Um, a couple years back, Atletico won the Europa League. Uh, last year, I want to say, uh, let's just say that they, they're on a quite a hot streak. And since I, since the Bayern days, since Bayern was was running the show, for lack of a better term, I guess it has been Spain. That's that's right. It that seemed to. Uh, seem to control that and it's great because and we'll bring on Matt here now but Matt has had uh, and Matt's the owner of Villa Capri it's great to have him on but Matt you've had the replay of the game from two years ago on the television nearest to us the rematch here Real Madrid against Atletico and I think that was a brilliant decision to have that because you're seeing so many things happen in this match um, that, that are telling so for example you saw Rafa Benitez when that goal was scored in extra time to deadlock that game at one. You saw him celebrate, and in the background, who did you see but Zinedine Zidane? And right. it just has so many interlaying storylines because now Rafa Benitez is gone. Zinedine Zidane is managing a club at the highest level for the first time in his career and in his first not even full season looking to go win the Champions League final. Right, and two, you still have Diego Simeone there for Atletico. And... Yeah, I mean, it's an amazing thing. But when you really look at look at this championship, I mean, Bayern, wonderful team. You're right. Bayern is a wonderful yeah. team. But you know what? Atletic Madrid knocked off uh, Bayern and Barcelona. 
this year. Right. Okay. Hello. So, I mean, yep. I don't think you could even make the argument that we used to have on the show way back in the day that it was a two-team race in the league. No. I don't think nope. you could. You, if, I mean, I remember I used to argue with Brian Kammersgaard until I was blue in the face about, well, how can you – you know, not look at a team that gives up a goal every two games. Yeah, not be a contender. Eight, give, Eighteen yeah. goals this regular season. Exactly right. But let's bring on Matt. I tried my best to bring you on, but yeah, but, no, uh, it's all good. <laughs> I, uh, I, thank I, you. We, thank we you, haven't been on the air for a while, well, Matt. So I, well, I have to get my words in. So I apologize. Happy to be back. For that. And I'll and so and I'll accept that uh, compliment that you gave me. But uh, that was actually not by design. The fact is, there is always <laughs> seems to be a soccer game, or we, what we call it, a football game on uh, on TV most of the time and all the time. And, that, and I think that's, again, not always by design, but the, uh, it's a beautiful game, and, and we're here to showcase the games. And it's just great that, that by coincidence, that game happened to be on that channel. But, and I will accept your compliment <laughs> fully, 100%, because they don't come around that often. So, Matt, tell us about this place. I mean, it is, it's our favorite place that we go when we drive around town and you know there are lots of great soccer pubs and it shows that soccer is really growing in america and the delaware valley which is huge but what makes this place special well we um you know I, i'm just ty- tying it in with um like in any business and if you're kind of trying to figure out what you like to do in, in your profession um i'm blessed that i have the opportunity to be able to spin this in things that i'm passionate about so um a couple years ago, before the World Cup, we decided to rebrand and, and relocate the bar and put it into the main dining room so that we could just showcase soccer and, uh, you know, just have it available for people to come in and watch and, and listen and, and, and get together as friends and family um, and, and watch the game. And there's just so much of it out there from, from an international level. And uh, one of the things that we're going to talk about later is um, you know, showing support to the U.S. soccer, women's soccer, um, uh, and it, it's just a sport that's just growing here in the United States, and we're, we're happy to be a part of it in this capacity. It's a little bit easier on the legs, too, when you're sitting back watching the game and having a few beers and going out and running. Uh, so th- it's all working pretty well for us. That's great. And again, we are here at Villa Capri Pizzeria. It's the oldest pizzeria in Doylestown, in addition to being a great soccer bar. And Thank you. Um, what was the what was the motivation? Talked about some of the things you've changed over the time of owning the bar. What was the motivation to start it and to, to embark upon this journey? Well, the motivation behind it was to, um, like I kind of hit on before, you know, you, you do something for a while and... and you know, it was an Italian restaurant, and it's a great pizzeria. And um, but we have this opportunity with, um, you know, with the, the bar, and we had it in a spot that, again, where it was in a, a tight space, and um, it was getting busier. And, and, and so we, again, we just tried to relocate the bar, um, and then everything kind of fell into place. I met English Paul. Um, I reached out to some of my old friends, Neil Smart, with his soccer camp. Um, some of the guys that I played soccer with. Um, and just put together a nice team of uh, people, friends, supporters, players um, that, that are helping me with this program. Vuvu Radio, you guys have been awesome. I appreciate you coming in and doing this. So we're, we're trying to um, just put soccer out there and educate people and, and young kids like 
Eden, right? Aiden next to me here, a young uh, supporter of the English Premier League, but there's great soccer here in America, and, and, and I think that's going to be our next focus here at the bar is to showcase American soccer. The Copa Cup is coming up um, the cent- anniversary year, I believe. It's the 100 year. Yeah, the 100th anniversary right. of, the, of, of the Copa America, where America is actually being a part of it with some special dispensation. Only because of the 100th anniversary. Sure. That America is part of this. This is usually a South America. Southern America, yeah. And we're hosting it. So it's going to be played in Philly, local cities all over um, all over the United States. And I think the U.S. has a three-game men's schedule where they're going to play the first game next Friday. And, Saturday, uh, June uh, Am I wrong? Uh, Paraguay is June 11th. Is that the yep. second game or the first No, game? that's the third game. Oh, that's the Final third? game. Wow. So when's the first game? The wow. first game's next Friday. Holy moly. It's against Columbia, I believe. And, uh, you know, we're going to really highlight that uh, tournament. We're also going to highlight the Euro 2016 Cup. And there's also the Olympics. So there's three big tournaments. Um, so we're kind of all over the place. Today you have the Champions League final. Um, you almost need a college degree to figure out all the, all the different tournaments and teams and players because it's such a broad sport. But I think my focus, uh, our focus here, um, is just going to work on those three tournaments and get some people supporting U.S. soccer. And we're going to talk about this uh, American Outlaw uh, U.S. fan support group organization, which I'd love to host. Um, we're going to work on bringing it in some members and creating a chapter here at the restaurant with your support, um, with yeah. you know guys like Aiden here, young kids that are going to be future big fans of U.S. soccer, and, and hopefully it'll be a sport that one day that U.S. will win the World Cup, and, and, and you know, other countries like England, Italy, Germany will look, you know, up at U.S. soccer and, you know, and get the respect that I think uh, U.S. soccer deserves. Now, I know when I was, a, you know, when I was a, a purely fan, and I would watch a, an American uh, international game, and, and the first thing that I, no- I noticed was, wow, the American Outlaws. First of all, it's a cool name. Get the red, white, and blue, but I don't really think that was such an easy thing for me to conceptualize as a an American soccer fan. Like how to get involved in that? Like sure. obviously there was plenty of folks that were involved in it, going crazy in the stands, traveling. You know, you heard about them. They made a lot of ruckus uh, in the crowd during the matches. But like like I said, I bet you that when we make this the headquarters, for lack of a better term, of the American Outlaws, Doylestown or Bucks County, wherever we're going to call it. I think you're going to get a, a big, big following because I think there's plenty of people in this Bucks County, Montgomery County area, aren't in Philadelphia, aren't in uh, central Pennsylvania, that really would have no idea that this is happening. Absolutely. You know, I, I, think I think it's a uh, – it's an. I'm, I don't know a whole lot about it. I'm learning as we go. But all I know is we want to put U.S. soccer here on the TVs and, and, and watch the games and – and listen to the games with volume. And I think that's all they really asked for um, with that chapter. Um, it's a fraternity of friends. Um, you know, soccer, you don't have to be a soccer fan. You can be a guy who's just, you know, wants that camaraderie with uh, socialization. You want to go out and hang out with some buddies and get just get out of the house. Um, so on so many levels, I think it, it'll be great. Um, and, again, we're, U.S. soccer is coming out with a great product. I mean, they, they did well in the World Cup, and, and they're going to do well in the future. What I'll tell you as well, Matt, is you were saying all you got to do is have the games on, put it on sound, not that big a deal. 
I think that is a big deal. It's a bigger deal than you as a soccer bar owner are probably giving it credit for because if you walked around to and took a random sampling of 10 bars in this area and said, there's a U.S. men's national team game on, is that game on, and does anyone in that bar really pay any attention to it from a management perspective, I think more often than not, unfortunately, that answer is still no in today's day and age. And it's places like here, guys like you, that that really need to, and it's great that you are making a concerted effort to promote that because like it's exactly like you said. It's about promoting American soccer. You know, some people could argue differently, but I believe that the U.S. men's national team is taking steps forward. Absolutely. Have there been hiccups? Sure. Are there criticisms of Jurgen Klinsmann? Certainly, but but I'm a supporter. I think what he's doing from a ground-up level. You mentioned our friend Aiden here, right? Guys like him, kids his age, and moving up through the high school, the club ranks, that's what Jurgen Klinsmann is kind of focusing on, making sure that there's academies to develop these young kids so that maybe 10 years from now we're talking about what you're talking about, seriously competing for a World Cup title. And, and I think that uh, it takes every single piece of the puzzle to fall into place. It sure does. And, and let's not overlook the women's. This is a women's of course, of uh, course. national team fan supporter group also. And, and, and they're at the top of the food chain there. So there's nothing to worry about on the women's side, but continued support. You know, so it's, sometimes it's uh, you know, lonely at the top, so to speak. Uh, and I think um, you know, let's not take that for granted either. The fact that women's uh, soccer U.S. soccer is at the top, and, and they still, you know, they're arguing about higher pay, and they openly deserve that. It's uh, funny, and that's something they can battle out. We'll, we'll play the game, and you can have a beer as they fight it out, but this will be a place, too, where they can watch it and, and, and enjoy the game for what it's worth. And if any of the girls work during the game, they will be paid equal pay. If you have any waitresses here, they'll get the same as, as a waiter during the game, right? We, we're at equal pay for equal, equal pay for both sexes. <laughs> Or I actually can't say both sexes anymore. There's like three or four sexes now, right? A lot of combinations. Good one, Eric. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, I try. But you know, the thing is, Absolutely. Funny, you know, we talk about the uh, um, U.S. national team and how 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 Klins, Klinsman uh, is not doing a good job or is doing a good job. And I think we really are unfair. What is a harder job than building soccer from the ground up in right. this country? I mean, we don't have kids like Messi who go to Barcelona and start playing in their in their training academy when they're seven or eight years old. Okay, sure. we don't do that. We have a we have a whole system that's driven by uh, higher education, and you know leagues go from the, the high school age kids to the college, and you know it, and, and then we start drawing from the college people, and that's the wrong way to do it. You know, we there's argument well, that that's the wrong way. Not to, go not to interrupt you, but part of the issue is is and what we're doing here, and, and this is part of broadcasting the games is incorporating the game as your culture and and, and watching the games and, and just educating kids so that when they watch the game, they get excited about it, and then they go home and play it. And it's kind of how baseball, football, basketball, and all the other sports worked. You, you watched it on the game. You watched it on the TV. You would go out after the game, or and in that season, you would imitate those players so you'd watch you know mike schmidt or luzensky or or dr j right. watch him make that move and from tv you, you it turns into becoming part of your culture and the kids will go out 
And they're not, I mean, no disrespect to the, the trainers and the organizations and how they're going to structure that. The kids are going to learn from playing out in, on the streets and, and playing in within their own rules and making up their own plays on the fly. It's not, hey, you got to do this and then, you know, you're, you're, the coach is telling you, okay, this is how it's supposed to be done. That's good that, and that's great because you need that also. But it's that all happens. The game is learned like in any activity. It's learned before you get that instruction. So it's it it's, it becomes sub it becomes second nature. And then when you come in and you have that professional coaching, then it becomes the art. But what you know when you really look at the whole picture, if you look at how soccer has grown from the ground up in the last ten or fifteen years. It seems to me that it's doing very well. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And when people say, you know, well, this is it. You know, it's very tough. It's going to be very tough to compete with England. You know, as they, you know, their, their national team. You know, and they're, they're not even doing that well. You know, for the last ten or so years. It, it's know. been doing great. It, it, it's right. it, a part of that is you know it's a melting. U.S. is a melting pot. So these kids now are growing up like myself. My dad was from Sicily. He played out. You know. He came here, and that was his sport. So I watched him play, and that became – I didn't watch it on TV. And now that generation of players, your, you know, your, your players like Tab Ramos and your, your, your guys that were on the U.S. national team when I was playing, they had a lot of uh, international you know, family history and tradition that spilled over. Now this is now the, the second generation of family – players that are coming in and, and you're layering that with you know NBC seeing that great game and showcasing it on TV so it's becoming such a, a, a it's starting to layer itself. We'll give you an update here quickly in this play-in game desperate attempts here by Sheffield Wednesday to try to equalize this game. Whole City trying to hold on again the winner of this game moves up to the English Premiership it was a literally a head save off the side of the temple there from one of the Hull City defenders. Likely saved a goal, and here comes a corner. Uh, it, this is about as big as it gets for these teams, guys, because not only is it important to move up to the English Premiership for teams like this, it's always important every single year, but with the advent and the genesis of this new money, this big-time TV contract, an increase by 41%. Per team, from a revenue perspective, this means all the more from a franchise, from an organization perspective, not just this year, but moving forward. And two years ago, Leicester City, I'm going to say two years ago, were involved in one of these things. They either were, were the first or second place team in the championship and moved up or they made it through the playoffs. Don't remember. I think they were maybe the second place team, if I recall. Uh, now, you're talking about a team that won the premiership at five, right. anywhere from three to 5,000 to one. Right, five thousand and, and they're yeah. in the champion. Now they're in the Champions League. They're playing for, you know, in the biggest tournament, the club tournament in the world. Uh, you know, aside from, uh, I guess it really is the biggest club tournament. Right, I, I, it I is. think it is. You know, and uh, I mean that's like that's full time there. That's a Eric. Wonderful thing. Yeah. So whole city moves up or back up, I guess. And old Sheffield Wednesday, we'll have to wait till yep. Sheffield Thursday. Okay, because yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, a uh, little bit of a backdrop to that, Eric, yeah. because. I have a couple friends that, oddly enough, Matt, this may surprise you, but Brighton and Hove, a team that's been making its way up okay. the past couple of years, I have a couple friends that have family from there and are diehard fans. So I must say, I was pulling for Brighton, 
They were in second place for a decent amount of time this year, waffling between second and third. Going into the final two weekends of the season, they needed to grab one win, as it turned out, one three-point result to get into that second-place position and an automatic qualifier up. They drew once, and then they played Middleborough, who ended up in second place. They drew against Middleborough, had the same amount of points as Brighton, came down to goal differential. Middleborough, 32. Brighton, 30. So they were relegated then to have to go to this four-team playoff. Played Sheffield Wednesday. 15 less points throughout that string of fixtures the entire season. And they, they lost that game. They lost, I guess, an aggregate, 4-1. Um, to one. And uh, now... They play a two-legged. Yeah, they play yep. two home-and-away leg. That's a great, great yep. story. But the funny thing is when they get you... The, the thing about that is, it's, see, we're talking about playoffs. But Sheffield, right? right? Sixth team in the championship... And they were a goal away, you know, a, yeah. a shot into the side of someone's temple away from possibly moving up to the first level, the English Premiership. You know, it, it really is. I mean, soccer, you mentioned, it's a great story. Soccer writes narratives as well as any sport. No doubt. It really does. It's interesting because we were just touching on what Matt and you were talking about earlier. Uh, you know, this is a soccer pub. When the Phillies come on at 2.15, that this game is not going to go off, so the Phillies game will be shown, correct? If a fan came in here and said, I want to watch the Phillies game, what would happen? Um, I mean, depending on the crowd, I mean, we would certainly put it on one of the TVs if we had the space. But, um, but they we, wouldn't be shut out. The soccer fans would not be shut out. Absolutely not. No, this well, I, is, I, I, the volume will be on for the, the, the games, and uh, we'll, we'll have a, a TV available for any other sports. You know, we're, we try to be accommodating as much as we can. If I talked to you 20 years ago, not that they would have necessarily had the TV contract for the, you know, that they have now for the international soccer, but you wouldn't even be able to do this 20 years ago. You know, to have Bundesliga on on, on Saturday mornings, uh, EPL on Saturday and Sunday morning. It's Champions League on all the time. I mean, it's it's really the the beautiful thing about soccer. I to me is that the season never really ends. You know what I mean? The, the, this is be the downtime, and you're talking about the Champions League finals. It's great. The Europa finals, the the the, the championship qualifiers to get in the Premiership. Right. Uh, the uh, the MLS is uh, there's is in full blown right now. There's always and you got the, the other tournaments that we're talking about coming up the other, end of the uh, summer, as well as the Olympics. There's you know? always yeah. so the other day we get a, a customer who comes in and, and we send out a, a an email blast and text blast. And he was looking, he read, he misread the, the text. It, it was Sheffield, I'm sorry, what is the name? Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday. And he came in on Wednesday. <laughs> That's good. And uh, That's good. he asked me, he said, Matt, is, uh, you know, is there a game, you know, can you put the game on? And I, I didn't think, my, my original thought was just, uh, I didn't think there was a game on, but let me check, right? So I get the controller, I'm looking around the team. And I jokingly said, you know what? And I and I read this. I read the text the same way he read it. It was just the way it was layered on the on the text. It said Sheffield, and underneath it said Wednesday, and then it listed oh the goodness. game time. Right, the poor soul that came in to the see poor, Sheffield on Wednesday. But, huh? And you know, <laughs> he, he was. It was almost like you know taking ki- you know candy away from a baby. You know, he, I said, you know what? I read it the same exact way, but. Look, it's the games on Saturday, but we both read it this way now, and you know. <laughs> so I turned the channel. I'm like, well, put it this way. I, I explained to him, I said, there's probably, it's just a hunch, but there's probably a game on somewhere on TV. So I get, I grab the remotes, sure. I walk around and turn 
Sure enough, there were three different games on at the time. There was the, the Bundesliga game right. was going. Right. There was a game on in France. And then in the corner, actually England, under-21 national team, I think, was playing at the time. So it ended up being a better game than he came in for. Right. And he was happy as a clan. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's so <laughs> That's funny. a great story. Yeah, that is so, a really good story. I'm sure, so, I, I'm sure it's not the first time that's ever happened. So I you think know? I have a, a good slogan for a new T-shirt that I'm going to come up with. What's the old expression when people say about happy hour? There's, there's always, what is it called? It's, a, it's always a happy hour somewhere. It's 5 it's o'clock, five somewhere. o'clock somewhere. Yeah. It's, so I think we're going to do something like uh, it's, it's, a, it's a football game somewhere. Yeah, and, and sure. it's the truth, sure. and it, all the time, everywhere, and, and that's what also makes it so great. And it's funny when we mention when we talk about United States soccer. I mean, I think we need to talk because we haven't been on for a little while. We need to talk a little bit about the Philadelphia Union and how Let's. they how they became. Uh, they went from the not even lovable losers, I guess, in the last couple of years, at least in my opinion, to a team that actually is a decent team. They're, they're I mean, I understand they're top of the uh, the rankings. An Eastern East. Conference right now, and I know it's early, and I, I don't know if they're the best team in the league, but they certainly well, what's interesting, are a good Eric, team. It's what's yeah. interesting yeah. is that uh, the Union are playing the Rapids tonight, and it's Great. the top of the East and the top of the West. The top of the East has 19 points. The top of the West has 27. So, I mean, you see the distribution of points in each league, and that'll flush itself out over the course of the year, but... Anyway, you slice it. It's a, a much better union team than what we've seen before. I see you got the union cap on right now. And between the USA-Bolivia game tonight and the Philadelphia Union game, I'm sure that this will be just as bumping as it is now, if not more so. Now, uh, the, uh, the, the um, union, the Colorado team, now they're a team that wasn't very good last year either, were they? If I remember, where did they come out? Do you remember uh, how they came? I don't think they were a very. I don't even know if they were a playoff team last year. Yeah, I don't know. I, I offhand, I know they're. Get the standings from last year, because I seem to recall. I mean, talk about a team twenty-seven points already. Right. I, I mean, I, so it's kind of my point makes my point a little bit. The Union are kind of a soft first-place team, but they're certainly a playoff-worthy team who had had a very shoddy defense, and they basically through the draft. Drafted very strong defensive players, right, out of Georgetown. Yarrow and uh, yep. King, Rosenberry. Rosenberry, thank you. Rosenberry's playing yeah, and, a lot. And, you know, the, the keeper is a very good keeper. You, these he, are U.S. players, right? These are union guys, actually. Andre yeah, but, Blake. But, uh, oh, college, yes. College, yep. U.S. From the college soccer system. players. What did they have, yep. like the second and third pick they ended up with? They took two defensive players. They did. Teammates from Georgetown, correct? And it worked out. Awesome. So far, That's it's great. working out very well. Yeah, they were trying to get Rosenberry as a homegrown, which would have allowed them a little bit more flexibility from a draft perspective. But they went up. They got Rosenberry maybe a little bit early than people would have anticipated Rosenberry to be picked. But, again, he's... Putting, he's really contributing some solid minutes already That's great. at MLS level, a, well, a young kid. Well, I, I don't know too much about the standings. I know they're in first place, and I, I know we've been putting the games on. But uh, I, I asked people, I said, you know, what do you think, uh, you know, how, how, how are they playing? I only asked that direct question to guys because – and the response I get is they're playing good soccer. And whether you're in first place or – third place or you know even if you're at the bottom of the table if you're if you're coming up and you're playing and this is coming from soccer players so they know they know the game they know how the game is supposed to be played and if they're making passes and they're making traps and they're shooting on goal and those are the you know 
things that you do in a game, that, that's that's the important thing. And that's yeah. and when you see that happening, um, that's what people want to see. That's why they're attracted to these EPL League and the Serie A and Bundesliga. You know, it's not even so much about the standings and what placement they're in. It's it's when you watch that game. There's a speed, there's a style, there's a technique, and there, there's that artistry that goes along with it. So what it's I nice would, to see. What I'd say as well is there's a much better understanding of spacing this year from the union. I mean, they use both sides of the field, but they're also not afraid to work it up the middle. I felt like years ago you just fling it down the right side, maybe an overlapping run from Fabinho, toss it into the 18, and See what happens. Well, look right? at when you talk right. about that. It's, you're it's right, but it's so also much talent, different. But it's also the talent to me, anyway. Because you look at the front four players that they have here. I mean, Barnetta. Barnetta. Yep, uh, Naguera. I mean, you know, Latou's your fourth player, basically. Yep. Your fourth Sapong, striker. Sapong is huge. And Sapong I know he played there terrific. last year. And how about re- Pontius? Right, Pontius has played yeah. some very good minutes this year. The reason I think Sapong is so important is because in years past, Latou does a lot of good things. He'll streak up the side. He's not strong enough necessarily to hold up the ball back to the goal and wait for reinforcements. So you can play the ball up through the middle. Sapong can keep it there while the rest of the play develops and the rest of the reinforcements come upfield. I think that's been lacking in years past, and that's why you'd send an overlapping run from a, a back or a midfielder down and send a cross and see what happens. You can absolutely build a more streamlined offensive set when you have a guy like Sapong. So I'm the guy's biggest fan. I think That's that he does a lot of things on you the offensive end. Union fan, what the difference is? Maybe take putting that into context. They all sure. almost tell you the same thing. Ernie Stewart. They'll, they'll tell you yep. the same Ernie thing. Stewart. They'll say the guy built a team, and I'm glad they stuck with Jim Curtin. Okay, because he's kind of showing them he's paying dividends now. Okay. Uh, he, you know, we always thought that you know he was maybe getting a short stretch before, but just the eye test of them—you don't have that feeling in the 75th, 80th minute that they're going to lose their one goal league or they can't come back to one goal. They're behind, you know. You, you, you just feel like, if anything, it's it's better than even money that they'll get that they'll get that winner tying goal, and that's something I don't think I've ever yeah. felt with the Union. The goal from Richie Marquez against DC two Fridays ago—wow, unbelievable! Exactly. Right. And that's a game that you would assume that they were going to falter in past days. Would you agree? Or just end right. up with the nil-nil draw. Or, yes. they, they weren't going to step up. They would be very, and, and they would have been satisfied with probably not even pushing forward and getting that draw right. against a D.C. team that they've had kind of a checkered pass. Against. Sure. You know, so, I, I mean, I just think that the, the, this year, and all this team wants, all this city ever really wants is a team that's going to be a blue-collar team that's going to play maybe a tad above their heads, you know, as opposed to, you know, being bad I don't think is as bad as being boring. And the union were boring and they didn't seem to have a lot, a lot of, I hate to use the word heart, I know you don't like the word heart, but they always felt like they just didn't, Believe in themselves. What, what, the, the, the do you know what time team? the game's on tonight? Or is yeah, it? it's a nine o'clock first kick. First and the, what, out out what, in Colorado, which oh, is why so it's a late game. And you know what channel is should it be on either TCN or Comcast Sportsnet. Comcast. Okay, great. Yep. While the USA Bolivia game, that's an hour earlier, eight o'clock p.m. And I believe that's on one of the ESPN family of networks. But I should have had that. Uh, on the tip of my tongue, so I can check that for and you. That's great. I mean, that's a big part of, you know, what we're doing here. And, and you know, I, I always instill it with people that I talk to about the game. You know, if you want your kids to be better players, um, they also have to watch the game. So, you know, the reason why I said it, you know, there's games on all the time. There's no excuse. Well, you know, 
Union's not doing. You know, you can watch an EPL game. You can watch a Bundesliga game. There's um, tune in. You can go on YouTube now. I mean, back in the day when we were playing, uh, you had to wait for the World Cup to come around to see Diego Maradona play, and then you know, you you sat at the end of your seat because there was no other opportunities to watch. Now there's more than enough. I mean, it's they're overlapping. Uh, you can't. I can't even keep it straight. Even doing this for two years now, there's just one game after the other. Um, old games, like we were talking about earlier, there's a game on the corner here in the corner. Not by design, but it was an old game. Um, but you know, as a father, my you know, a parent, uh, a coach. We had CB West uh, soccer team. This guy Stefan, who's the head coach, brought his team in uh, last year or two years ago to at the end of camp to watch a game, and he had the kids taking notes. It was brilliant. So, you know, if you want to be a fan and you want your children and I think they have to go out watch the game and play and that's where they're going to go out and imitate like I was saying it becomes second nature they watch even if you get it it's a 90 minute game it's not like a three hour football game and they can watch two minutes of a game of that 15 minutes that they're sitting down they're, 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 they're absorbing something and they will take that out with them don't look at it as oh this is just a waste of time he only saw two minutes he saw more than you think, and they're going out to watching it. So. so you're a big proponent, Matt, of like bringing your kids to the union game, and you think that it's a it's a good educational um, it's event an, as, as atmosphere as well as it's uh, an important look. Any coach, any successful coach, you know, that's out there, not all of them. They go out and they uh, they watch videos of other teams. They watch videos of themselves, and they. And that's how you learn. You watch weaknesses, strengths, um, all that information is gathered. And, again, they're going to go out and they're going to imitate that design and, and turn it into their own. So, so we're about a half hour from, from kickoff. Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid, Battle of Madrid, wonderful thing. I'm, I'm here with my Madrid scarf. Uh, right. My, my Which one? My Atletico, obviously. <laughs> this, is a, this is a legitimate Atletico, too. You see, it's yeah, microphone's pretty legit, too. What's that I'm just kidding. I'm not. Yeah, well, I you were drifting. There. Sorry about that. You yeah, I do. I do that. It's funny. I drive and I drift also. <laughs> I want to break out here real quick, but if we can talk about the U.S. Yeah. the game. So next Friday, um, anybody interested in coming out, showing U.S. support, helping us become a chapter here for this uh, U.S. Uh, fan club, men's, women's uh, game. We'll we'll have that game on. Um, I think it's six o'clock. Great time. I'll have some pizzas here. We'll register. Watch the game. All the games will do it. I think we just need 25 members. We'll get that. Yep. You know, I think we'll get that easily. But That's next And I don't want to speak out of turn, but remember, folks, this is the last game that the U.S. men's national team plays. This is tonight against Bolivia, 8 o'clock. Last time they play before Copa America begins. So uh, final chance to see how the proceedings are going, see how the team comes together, and I'm sure that that same deal would uh, would exist tonight for any we, U.S. men's national absolutely. team fans come on to come in. out. Um, I'll be here, so we'll, we'll talk about it. And thank you, guys, and thank you guys for coming out. Oh no, we, I appreciate we, we, we it. We love coming out. Look, look, what's what's worse than eating the pizza, dr- drinking <laughs> the beer, and watching the great football? I mean, really, in a great environment. And, and if you come down here, you can check out the Eric Nash Wall. In the hallway coming right. in, okay? So, you're not going to wall, so come on. Not and all and if you can't make it out, too, there's, there is a, a great movie out. The greatest, probably, after watching this movie, I thought, I think it, he is the greatest player ever. Um, the, I saw the movie it. Pele. I saw it yesterday. So, on demand, 
we're going to give Pele a plug because he's a brilliant. What you think of it? I thought it was good. I went, I'm it wasn't go what I expected, though. But it was it was certainly educational, and I, I thought, uh, you know, he, he needed a movie sooner than later. So, it's props the story to Pele. So it's, of Pele. As a youth, right? I mean, basically, it all takes place for the time he's probably like 7 to 17, right? Yeah. And they never even call him Pele in the movie for the most part. That's his nickname. That really, he didn't even like. He doesn't even know why they call him that. They, they, you know what? Right. He, you notice, did you see him, the, the cameo? He was in it. He was in it, yeah. He was in there when they, they're playing in the World Cup, I'm going to say in 1952? 58. 58. And they won the World Cup. Um, they, were, they were a big underdog. Uh, because they played a certain, uh, they called it Jingo. Yeah, Jingo style soccer. Jingo style soccer, and I guess that was the, uh, well, you know, the, the the freewheeling, fake to the left, fake to the right, ball, and you're up in the air. So the coach is like, keep the ball on the ground, keep the ball on the ground, don't dribble it up in the air. Of course, he didn't mind it when Pele scored like three goals in about <laughs> 14 seconds, right? Because he was just playing, because he just reverted to that style. It's great. And apparently was inside of all the Brazilian players with their mixed cultural background. So it was, it was a cool story, really, about Pele and his father, who got injured, was a world-class player in Brazil, uh, kind of was very similar to his son. But they grew up very, very poor, you know, poor to the, to the extent where they would make the balls out of laundry and stuff, you know, and... Very interesting. And, they, and they, they were called the Barefoot Team, actually. They were, and they yep. played. But it was, it was, it was good. And they actually yeah, seem, seem to be bringing that style into play today. It, it, that Jenga style. It's, it is. You're right. It's that lifting of the ball, that scissor cutting. Um, but after again watching that movie, hands down, after seeing all these great players, Messi, Ronaldo, uh, you know, Zidane, uh, Maradona, I think. Pele, if you watch, he has all those components in one. So he, hands down, he gets my vote. Let me ask you, the, just a, a matter of uh, bone of contention I had with the movie watching it. Uh, if you remember, the coach was very anti the, 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 the Brazilian national team coach. And also the Santos club team coach also that he played for were very much against that, that brand of play. Pele makes one play in the World Cup. Final, final eight, I think, or something like that. It's like quarterfinals, maybe. And all of a sudden, he's like, "Oh, do it again." I thought that was a little like against character. What do you think? All of a sudden, the coach is like, "Okay, forget everything I told you the last month. Do it again. You know, play this way." I thought that was a little unrealistic. That was just my opinion. yeah. When you see yeah. that in a movie, yeah. um, and it starts to make you question things, but uh, they did need to make that turnaround. And and, right. and I, I don't know where it had to happen, but it, it was. Uh, it was what made them win the World Cup. Well, they, they, they've been very downtrodden in the uh, 50 and 54 um, World Cups. They were kind of one of the favorite teams, and they didn't perform very well, and they blamed it on that system. And they wanted them to play a more of a European type of system. And they even got to the final game against, was it Sweden? It was in Sweden. And I think Sweden was the team, was the best team in the country. I mean, in the world, I'm sorry, at that time. It was Sweden. And they yep. were going to play to foil Sweden's what the, they were going to counter whatever Sweden was doing. And then the, then the coach all of a sudden says, forget everything I taught you the last week. Let's just do it our way. And, of course, art, artistic license, and it certainly worked, and they were the champions. Well, hence that Jenga style. Really, it's right. interesting, too, because you, you learn things out of the movie. So you wonder where they come up with the, the term the beautiful game, and, and it's because of that style of play. If you watch 
the moves and the, and the, the, the acrobatic movements. It was, the, the, you know, he's known for his that scissor kick. So when the ball's crossed, he elevates and kicks it yep. and scissor kicks it. Take it off the Jinkistan. side, yeah. And, and then it defined yep. it as the beautiful game, you know. And, and it's things like that about the movie that, that, that it um, it's educational. It should the be in the schools. The most poignant move. That's right. <laughs> Do you remember when he was going to leave? Better than a textbook, Matt. Absolutely. Because he, he was brought onto the team like Club Santos when he was like 15 years old or something. He was a kid. I mean, really not even you know fully developed yet. And he's leaving because he's just not, it's not, he's not making it. He's not doing mm-hmm. well. Hasn't scored. They're, they're, they're almost teasing him, Yeah, the other players. And he's leaving. He's at the train station. An old coach who, like, I guess, recruited him comes over and he says, "You know, you've got to, you've got this jinga, jinga, jingo. I think it's jinga spirit yeah. inside of you, and you have to let it out." And I understand it was like a movie; and it was supposed to be the- the- theatrics, but it was really cool. Well, and it was interesting good. to learn his story. It's prob- yeah. you know, Pele's one of the. Uh, I think he's the. He was the executive producer, so I'm sure. There was nothing tainted in that movie. I'm sure a lot of that came from him, where it was wasn't fabricated in any way. So, if you're questioning it, I think it's probably going to be pretty accurate because he sure. he was in the movie and I think he financed it. He did, uh, you know. So yeah. I'm sure he was overlooking every part. And and uh, it's like anything. If you bring out your passion in something, it's going to be successful, you know. And who's a bigger sports hero than Pele anyway? When you really think about it world hero we think of any I mean, I mean the whole world stage too you know when he won these world these world cups this was you know in the rest of the world soccer was the big sport now in america he was always behind then he made his mark in america when he played for the new york cosmos years later and he was still scored about 1200 goals by the way is that right yeah they, they listed amazing. the records that he has especially like world cup tournament records you know from 60 years ago still stand quickest hat trick most goals in a tournament by a particular player most world cup victories was brazil with three one player having won it three times so it was it's yeah, great I mean, it was he, he definitely well was he, he definitely became the uh the the standard the absolutely gold standard and he's someone soccer. that yeah. um you know and, and that's the question for the u.s players is like what now what is going to going to define your culture and your style now you've seen it all He's certainly a foundation to the sport. And, and the, the, the next question for the next uh, 20 years from now is, is what is going to make, what is going to separate you from the rest? And, and, and we're figuring that out. And it, it, we're in the right direction. So too many we're cooks, excited about it. Too many cooks, I think. Too many, too many uh, pundits in this country with podcasts and shows and whatnot are, a little, I think, a little too negative about Klinsman and the U.S. effort. Do you agree with that? <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I absolutely right. agree with that. I am, right. I'm a huge supporter of Klinsman. I think he's doing a lot of the right things, and I think way too often in this society, we mentioned Jim Curtin a little while back with the union. A lot of people thought that he should have gone last year, and a lot of times that you think about these coaches, the ones that are given chances to really get their feet wet and maybe overcome a little bit of adversity are the ones that are the most successful. Mike Krzyzewski, to transition to college basketball, would not have been the coach at Duke for 40 years if he started in the year 2012. And he had the first seven years that he had when he started at Duke you know, back in the 70s. Right? He would not have been the coach at Duke because there are way too quick 
trigger fingers that you see from administrators, from fans, from media members. And again, some of those trigger fingers actually pull the trigger. Some of those trigger fingers put the pressure, public pressure, on decisions to be made in a certain way by the management. But again, I strongly believe that you look at a core. You look at the person's core, their understanding of the game, how they work with people. I think Klinsman on all those fronts, maybe the working with people, might be the only thing you question a little bit, but I think he's doing the right things. You can't, and penalize, I, you can't penalize a coach because the U.S. is 50 years behind in soccer right. to some of these other yep. big playing It may not be fun world. for a little while, right. but I think that he's moving the program forward as a whole. And Well, this will be a test. You know, this tournament coming up, you know, he needs to sustain, at least be on par with what he's doing, and, and uh, you know, a baby foot forward would be nice to see. So we'll, yeah. it'll be a great yeah. tournament. It's coming up. 100-year anniversary, um, three great cities that they're playing in. Um, and, we'll one see what great, fo- and one great bar to come yeah. to to watch yeah, it come all. Come on out. We're, we're hanging out, drinking beer. We're going to do the Shiner beer, a craft, great craft beer out of Austin, Texas, for a, a special for the U.S. games. The Euro's right around the corner also. Uh, we're going to do Peroni specials on the patio. we got a beer garden set up on the, underneath. On the inside here, we're doing an English Premier League setting bar. Uh, in the very front of the house, we, we're doing the U.S. soccer, so it, it's all good stuff. Eric um, uh, donated some uh, pennants from the old NASL soccer <laughs> thing. When you walk in the yes, room, I was you'll old see to buy them for a dollar a piece at Giant Stadium, at Veterans Stadium, back yeah. in the day. And they're hanging on the wall. We've got old players, uh, young kids posted on the wall. It's, yeah. it's just a great atmosphere. Um, you know, we're excited about it. We want you to be a part of it. Well, we're excited to be a part of it, Matt. Thanks for being here with us. We'll, we'll grab a quick break. We'll let you get back to work. And uh, thanks for, you know, coming away from your post for a little bit to talk some soccer with us. Yeah, Bob, like this is my post. Play. We also do open mic here on Wednesday oh. nights where we jam out on Ooh. the guitar. Ooh, you probably wow. shouldn't have told me that, Matt, but okay. <laughs> I will get ready. That's great. Well, is thanks. it karaoke that, that, open mic? Or just open Eric, mic? Eric, for you, anything you want. Wow. Man. Bring your own karaoke That's machine scary. in. Yeah. Um, we've got guitars hanging in behind you. Oh, um, I superstars. saw that. Wow. Oh, so this is you just grab a guitar and grab just get Grab a guitar up. and play. We got this, wow. the PA system set. It's like, a, it, it, what's his name from Rutgers? Uh, Lawless would love this place. He's a ah, soccer yes. player slash guitar player. Let's this get is him a here. call out to Alex. Let's get Alexa. him here. We've had him on the show. Yeah, let's bring him. He'll love it. Cool guy. He'll play. He gave us about an hour when he was sitting in the airport one day in between Utah and Los Angeles. It was really cool. When I I was at Temple, he was over at Rutgers. Oh, okay. And we played played head-to-head a few times. So he's... uh, He's a great player and, and great commentator. So, That's yeah, great he'd be stuff. great to have on the show. So All right, awesome. thank you again, guys. You got it. Right. Talk to you soon, Matt. So there you go. That's Matt, the owner of Villa Capri here in Doylestown. Wonderful to have him on. And uh, the crew has matriculated outside. It's one of the great parts of this bar. The soccer match ends. You go outside on the deck. It's a beautiful day. You That's know you get wrapped the... on the knuckles, buddy, when you use a word like matriculated. I get to wrap you with a rule on the knuckles. If you use any words that I don't understand, right. I get to call you All one. right, Eric. That's fine. Then you can run the equipment here and take us the rest of the way. Yeah, you, see, there you go. Be yeah. careful what he you wish be, for. He used to be so subservient to you. <laughs> so, so, now, now, now he's just a typical wise guy. Eric, but no, you know he's what? Okay. In he's seriousness, okay. though, yeah. and I mean this... Right. Uh, with all with all truthfulness, it has been a pleasure. And the reason I say that, this is the first time we've come back to one of our favorite pubs after this milestone, year five. 
year five at least, of Vuvu soccer, right? I so you started, started in 2011, I believe, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking. 2010 World Cup is when you were interested. We may be closer to six, to be honest with you. Yeah? Man. To be honest with you. When, do you remember when we started? Like what time March, of the year? I believe, of the year after the World Cup. Unless you started before the World Cup. I don't yeah, think so. Sounds though. about right. I'm just the, the time of the year I don't quite remember. I remember the World Cup, but that would have been what? 10? 2010. That's right, South Africa. So that would put us right. It's a six-year, pretty much at the six-year mark. Eleven, yep. twelve. Yeah. Anyway, the point is, though, we uh, we got a little out of our comfort zone, and we're back, and we're happy to be back, and uh, just talking soccer, man. It's just beautiful. Doing, doing a great time and uh, having a little bit of fun, and uh, it's all good stuff. And you people uh, will give you more information, of course, over time of what we're going to be doing. Right now, we're just going to be giving you these shows periodically yeah right? and and uh, what yeah. we're doing right now is we can stream all these shows live you're listening to us right now on the bob long sports Ustream page and bob long sports is uh, the website that, that i do on the side and bob long sports by the way the home of the philadelphia soul that's exactly right which by the way they're like eight and one now is yeah they're right? playing great football really well seven yeah. and one well, well yeah they seven seven and one after their last home game yeah. and um and they continue to roll on. So but it's they beat the really team. good team uh, from the West. Uh, Orlando, and they beat Arizona the right, week that was that. And that was right. So they really they could be the best team in the league. It would appear so. Yeah. It's been a great yeah. partnership. Yeah. But, hey, we got about half an hour until the game starts. We'll see if we can grab Neil Smart. Come on on the other side of the break. Neil Smart, a great coach in the area and uh, a great man of football. I think you'll enjoy getting to hear from him. Eric Nash, Bob Long here from Villa Capri, and we'll be right back. Elmark Signs and Graphics, your choice for custom signs and design, has been servicing the Philadelphia area for over 30 years. From illuminated signs to vehicle wraps, Elmark Signs is your choice for all your custom signs needs. Elmark delivers high-quality signs with a courteous, helpful, and experienced staff. Visit them at elmarksigns.com or give them a call at 610-692-0525. Again, that's elmarksigns.com. 610-692-0525. Go check out their website for some great examples of signs that Elmark has created, and be sure to tell them that Bob Long Sports sent you. ElmarkSigns.com, your choice for custom signs and design. Hi, this is Rob Stott with Bob Long Sports. BLS is the official host of the pregame show for the Philadelphia Soul. Be sure to tune in before every home game for featured interviews with head coach Clint Dolzell and quarterback Dan Radabal as well as player profiles. We even get the opportunity to speak with AFL Commissioner Scott Butera. Commissioner of the Arena Football League, Scott Butera on the line. You do a tremendous job. I, I, you know, all the you know, local broadcast teams, you know, by far, Philadelphia is the gold standard in our league. You know, I wish they all could be like that because you really understand our game. You promote it well. And so be sure to tune in 30 minutes before every home game and check at Bob Long Sports on Twitter for programming updates. This is Bob Long here, and you certainly know me from BLS, doing LaSalle College High School broadcasts, our weekly radio shows, and everything in between. However, during the 9 to 5, I am a commercial banker in the greater Philadelphia area. If your business is looking for financing or any other type of assistance, you can reach me at 215-328-2578. That's 215-328-2578. I've had experience in the energy industry, healthcare, public finance, as well as in manufacturing and leasing. 
Bob Long, a commercial banker in the greater Philadelphia market, helping your businesses grow. Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here, and I want to tell you about the good folks over at City Year Philadelphia. Every day, the dedicated young adults at City Year make an impact in high-need schools in Philadelphia and in 26 other cities across the country by serving students who need extra help to stay on track to graduate. If you are ages 17 to 24 and are interested in serving as a tutor, role model, or mentor, check out the inspiring stories at hashtag MakeBetterHappen. City Year is currently accepting applicants for the next school year. Hey, Bob Long Sports fans, how can you stay involved with the site anytime? A reminder to follow us on Twitter, at Bob Long Sports. You can also access our Facebook group. Just search Bob Long Sports and it'll come right up. And then, if you have a smartphone, you can listen to any of our live programming by visiting the Ustream app, that's U-S-T-R-E-A-M, searching Bob Long Sports, all one word, and you can access any live programming on the Bob Long Sports Network. So be sure to stay connected to Bob Long Sports. Bob Long Sports, Bob Long Sports, your daily dose of sports. Sports. BobLongSports.com gives you not only the best radio broadcasts on the internet, but plenty of articles as well. Stay up to date on your Penn State football team. Stay up to date on college football, the MLB, the NFL, and every other major sport out there. Tune in to all the radio shows and be sure to check our website regularly to see what content we have up now. And when you hear that jingle... Bob Long Sports, Bob Long Sports, your daily dose of sports. Sports. You know you're in the right place. Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here, and I want to urge all our listeners to visit our friends at Dunphy Ford in the Northeast. Dunphy Ford has all the latest Ford models, trucks, SUVs, and sedans. They also have a wide selection of used cars, trucks, and SUVs as well. Owned by a LaSalle graduate and a proud sponsor of Explorers Basketball, Dunphy Ford should be your first stop to buy or lease a new car. Visit them at 7700 Frankfurt Avenue in the Northeast or at DunphyFord.com. Elmark Signs and Graphics, your choice for custom signs and design, has been servicing the Philadelphia area for over 30 years. From illuminated signs to vehicle wraps, Elmark Signs is your choice for all your custom signs needs. Elmark delivers high-quality signs with a courteous, helpful, and experienced staff. Visit them at lmarksigns.com or give them a call at 610-692-0525. Again, that's lmarksigns.com, 610-692-0525. Go check out their website for some great examples of signs that Elmark has created, and be sure to tell them that Bob Long Sports sent you. lmarksigns.com, your choice for custom signs and design. We're back in Villa Capri for the the uh, well, actually the the uh, Champions League game on Vuvuzela, the Vuvuzela game of the week coming up, Champions League battle of Madrid or for Madrid, but really for the free world of Europe, and certainly for Europe. Atletico for the poor side, Real for the Royal Ritz side. Hello. Yeah. We are, yeah. yeah. Hi, how are you doing? Matt, Matt's being nice to introduce us Matt to has, Yes, he's bringing the fan club to us. That's beautiful. Yes, so we are here about 25 minutes before the Champions League final, and Eric, that's against 
Well, you are against Real Madrid because you yourself are an avid Atletico Madrid supporter, are you a, not? I, yeah, but it's funny. I, every, I, we talked about this over the years, but I've always gravitated to the underdogs. Yeah. I am the Chicago Cubs fan, the Philadelphia <laughs> Phillies fan, you know, and I always have been that guy. Uh, Tottenham, Atletico. I mean, these teams here, Leicester would have been my team if it wasn't for Tottenham being my team already. There you go. <laughs> Leicester was a perfect team for me, okay? Sure. Sure. And, I, and I, of course, gave up betting a week before my buddy put them. Yes. I'll tell you, I had a guy to cash the $3 ticket in for, I think he got like 3000 to 1. Wow. He didn't get 5000 Because how's this? He made that bet. How's he, he got 3000 to 1 when they were. How, how's this sound for like a good bet? He, had, he got 3000 to 1 on Leicester City when they were 3-0 and at 9 points. Right? Wow. Now let's, I mean, uh, let's introduce our guest here. We have English Paul, who is one of the most loyal customers at this bar. Um, the Villa Capri. He, he, Absolutely. Yep. He, uh, he might as well live here, right? Yes. That's beautiful. I so help create this uh, place that you're seeing right you've now. You've done a great job. Back here, By so. the way, Paul, we want to thank you for all the, uh, you know, you, 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 gave, you do all the announcing of the matches that are coming up and what's yeah. playing and who can, when we can stay in bed not to come too early because, right. you know, in other words, we're not opening <laughs> that early. I say, okay. It can be, it can be right. tough during the Premier League season when you've got the 745 games, but, you know. You're it's going to be a man. major match to come out for that. You're but funny. We get you make some funny jokes like every once in a while. I, I guess every once in a while the attendance wasn't what you were hoping for. And he's like, know. you know, uh, my neighbor here is dressed up as an empty seat or stuff like that. You know, yeah, but, like, it was, but it was fun. Yeah, because they were like midweek right. Europa League games. Oh, I'm going to say something to that effect. Yeah, um, during yeah. the week, yeah, yeah. week you've got Champions yeah. League, you've right. got Europa League. You can yep. literally watch football every day of the week. You've oh, even yeah. got like you oh, know relegation battles going on at the end of the season. Uh, I was watching the um, Frankfurt uh, Nuremberg right. uh, relegation battle, so they actually had a playoff to decide who stayed wow. up and who went down. I like wow. that. Talking about a playoff fan. That's though. on a Friday. It's on a Friday at two forty-five in the afternoon on BN, and yep. I know nobody's watching it. But the yeah, stakes don't it. get higher. It was fun. Yeah, I mean, the tough. stakes do not get higher now. I want to have your thoughts because we're going to get your thoughts on the Champions League final okay, coming yeah, up in about, say, 20 or so minutes. But I want to first 12 minutes and 10 seconds, by the way. Bob. There you go. That's what I see. Yeah. Um, I want to hear your thoughts on the third place play in today between the number six team in terms of the regular season standings, the Sheff- Sheffield Wednesday Club, and then Hull City. Right. The more traditional. I think they were about fourth, and then they were expected to win their aggregate. They did. And Hull City. Uh, by the skin of their teeth, there were some chances for Sheffield down the stretch, but what you saw in that it game was al- today. It was always counter, always counter-attack for Sheffield Wednesday. I mean, whole city had control pretty much of the, get- of the match, and it was Sheffield Wednesday on the breaks, hoping to you know, capitalize on that. But it's funny you say that because Derby County, who unfortunately got knocked out right. you know, in the semis of the playoffs, they had yeah, right Derby County, which is Nigel's team, which one of the guys here. Um, they in in rights they had the same points as yep. Middlesbrough had, and they should have gone through. But because it was, was same points not, and goal difference, was that not Brighton actually? That was oh sorry, Brighton. You're right. Yes, yeah, it's Brighton. Yeah, they had the same number of points, yep. but goal difference. And, and actually, the they played. We were talking about this in the first hour. They played Middlesbrough last fixture of the regular season. If they would have won that game, they would have been up. But they drew, and then that two goal that's differential yeah. difference. Yeah, that's I know. the difference. It, it just killed them. And then you lose to the sixth team. Sheffield Wednesday. It, right. it, soccer can be a fickle 
and trying yeah, games. I, I, I'm sure Steve Bruce said to the owners last season when they got relegated, he said, I'll bring you right back up. Right. And I tell you what, if whole city hadn't kept Bruce and they got somebody else, they probably wouldn't have been in the position they are now sure. and got promoted. I have right. a question for you. I mean, it just seems to me, it's very interesting in the fact that when you look at the champion, uh, the championship, uh, the first two teams get in with very little fanfare. They get, they get the promoted. Okay. Right. Right. And the four through six, I'm sorry, third through six, play a round robin tournament basically, it's single elimination. Yeah, that's crazy. And and they have a playoff to get in. They get their big game at Wembley, and someone has the huge championship celebration like Hall City had today. I'm sure I couldn't, can't see that far, unfortunately. What do you think? Do you think they should incorporate in the in the English and the European soccer more of a playoff type stuff? In your opinion? No, I, I mean I like the way the Premier League works, which is basically you know. Bottom three go down, period. You know, I mean, I don't understand why the championship and the first division, second division, they have playoffs. I guess it, it's more lucrative, gets, gets, brings more money in the door and stuff. But isn't it lucrative for the Premier? Is there a reason too? for that? You know, I mean, is it a lucrative I, for the Premiership? Like, wouldn't it be not, as a Tottenham fan? This is sour grapes. Oh I, my I fully admit it. Oh, St. Trotman's Day. That's right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that was that was man. just terrible. Okay, that was uh, that was can, great. Oh, not we got to debrief, really, you know, debrief be, on that a little bit at some point. Not here. being an English guy. I don't really see how that mattered. To me, we made the Champions League, and, I was, and not even to qualify in the Champions League. I was very happy about that. Because Tottenham has got, gotten aced out of the Champions League many times. Yeah, well, at least in the Champions League. And we're not playing in Kiev in the Europa League this year. So I'm happy with that. Well, no, you've been, no, you're, you're, you're been in the Champions League, which Eric, is great. I'm the not, first time for a long time. I'm so. not happy about that. I'm glad really? that No, I'm not really? happy with that at all. And what part of London are you from, my good man? Oh, I got you. How about you? Listen. <laughs> I'm not, and that's why I don't care. I, uh, I, I want to be in the big tournament. I want to have the big midweek Tuesday games, okay? It was uh, the time. Not it's the like Europa games. We're at the trial. No, you don't, you don't want to be on Spurs Day. So us Arsenal supporters, it's the first time we can say that you're not playing on Spurs Day anymore. You're actually playing in the Champions League. So you're right. playing Tuesday or Wednesday. Thursday, Thursday, I'm guessing. Yeah, no, right. they got, yeah. They, listen, so. Arsenal fans, they have all the puns, Eric. They, they have all the puns yeah. ready to go. How much? Spurs uh, Day, Tottenham's Day. Okay, yeah. so this is a good, good this is So Paul's the perfect guy to have on for this. He is. So how do you feel? How did you feel? Because I know the guy in my office, Matt, a fellow attorney in my okay. office. Gave me a lot of stick about it, okay? A lot of, it gave me a lot of crap about it, okay? And I'm like, St. Tom, whatever. I said, what do they call it if it goes the other way? They don't, they, they, I um, know it hasn't happened. I, I it know. hasn't happened, so I, I don't think they, there's a name because <laughs> this never happened. <laughs> I'm uh, sure. That's you, brilliant. I'm sure you Spurs supporters have some name for it, but. <laughs> yeah. It's us Arsenal supporters Arsenal. don't. Because <laughs> we hate Arsenal. Oh, that's brilliant. That is brilliant. Yeah, but, so but, it, but the bottom line doesn't matter. Doesn't really. I mean, ultimately, no, it doesn't make a difference. Does it matter? No, it doesn't. I mean, if you were if you're a pure fan, or would you be like? Here's my question: I always have. Would you rather come in fourth place and beat Ar- Arsenal out, who will come in fifth, and then you'd have to have to play the qualifier? I mean, yeah, I would say no. no, no I would no. die because there's nothing to it. There's a lot of money to making the Champions League. Yeah. And, and yeah. I remember now, Eric, nice the only thing, ago, the only so. thing you can't, because I get that, right? If those are your two options, yes, you'd rather go to the Champions League and finish behind Arsenal. But you can't tell me the way they finished that season wasn't just it, it extricated every single emotion out of your body. That, how did that happen? I know. How did that happen? Because how did you give we're, we're up? We're sitting there. We're sitting there. You know, I, and I was watch. I was watching the uh, the, Newcastle, the, the Tottenham right? the Tottenham match, Newcastle match, yeah. and stuff. And I was just looking at the uh, the Arsenal supporters. 
and oh, they're getting all the uh, you know the updates on sure, the phones, sure. and it's just like a wave of Loving it, like yeah. cheering going around the Emirates. Newcastle <laughs> was down to ten men, Eric. They were well, down to ten. Here's the thing, though, man. Here's what I thought because I'm know, over it, as you can tell. What Paul, I yeah. really, what I really <laughs> thought is, I think they were every team. Most teams, you would say, have a, have a, a bad run in the season. Yeah. Tottenham had theirs at the end. I think yep. it, they were very deflated because, let's face it, Leicester just didn't drop very many points. Right. Without a playoff or even a playoff game to get a chance to beat a second-place team, beat the first-place team, Leicester really was, was much the best, in my oh, opinion. Oh, they were the best team this right. year. They absolutely that's deserved why I don't, it. I, that's why I Yeah, I did. I'm sorry. All right, we're back. Sorry about that. Am I still in? <laughs> yeah, okay. no, you're good. You knocked out the power plug. Okay. We're back here. Here we go. Funny thing. Everything that goes wrong is always you're on good. me. You're good. We're I all good on that. How come it's always on me? It can't I don't always know. be me. So. Next time I knock out the plug, it'll be on me, I promise. Would you admit it if, I, if, if you did it? <laughs> of course. Of course. You know, so, um, Eric, That's the beauty talk- of live radio. Eric, when you were talking earlier about um, the Leicester City deal and that, so the bookie, the bookie bet was... When he got relegated last season, right. the odds were 5,000 to 1 that they would be promoted like next season. Okay. So this one guy took the bet in England, right. and it got to April. So it, um, the guy bet, I think it was like 50 pounds or whatever. Wait, 5,000 to 1? To do what? He bet 10 pounds. That they would get sorry, 100 pounds. He bet 100 pounds. For what now? And he, he had a chance to win a half a million pounds, okay? Okay. This guy. And he got to If they April. won the championship. If, he, if he'd gone oh, yes. Leicester City won. So they got to April, and the bookies approached this yeah. guy and said, we'll give you £85,000 in cash now if you drop your bet. And he took it. He took it. I don't now, blame I him. I don't blame him. I, I would have taken him. it. I heard he was losing sleep, hair. Yeah. You know, it was just too I mean, I would have taken that guaranteed cash. Well, well, let me ask you, because you're, you're, you're The stress English, you have to yeah. live with at that point. I have a point. question for you. States. What am I doing here? Okay, I, there you go. And, and, and because in England, you know, here they do what they call paramutual betting. Are you familiar? It's like at the racetrack, for example. There's a hundred thousand dollars in the pool. They pay out eighty-five thousand, regardless. of you'll see these big payoffs, but there's only one like ticket that has that trifecta, the big money thing. So I, what I don't understand is why they would ever, in a sport like soccer, where it's such a low-scoring game and things can happen. Yes, you're right. Would they ever put themselves? But I bet bookie joints closed down because they got destroyed. I mean, I bet you they were in serious trouble because they were not hedging their bets. Right. Of course, I mean, everybody who bet Man Manchester United, Man City, Liverpool, uh, Chelsea, they all lost. So did they balance it out in but, some way? Yeah, but see, I, yeah. I, I tell you what, I'm going to bet. I'm going to bet for Sunderland to to win the Premier League next year <laughs> at probably 10,000 to 1. A team that should be in the fourth I don't think you'll ever see that. I don't think you'll ever see that. Paul, I don't think you'll ever see those odds. I don't think you'll ever see those odds again. Never say never. If you look at the NFL odds and usually the team and Bobby, you know, you follow the NFL, usually the odds for the like the worst team to win the Super Bowl right. is usually about 250 well, hey, to 500 one. to 1. That's the best you're going to get. Buddy of mine, yeah. not a soccer guy at all. In fact, doesn't really like it. Says well, you know, saw Lester won the premiership, 5,001 odds. I'm like, oh, that's cool, I guess. But he didn't really know how to put that in perspective. Guy writes for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, went to Penn State with me. He says, so then I looked up Penn State basketball's odds to win the <laughs> national championship next year. 500 to 1. 
100 to 1. Anything that's 10 times less likely to happen than Penn State basketball winning a national championship, and that happens, that's got his attention. And in my my feeling that the Leicester odds, I I know in retrospect it's easy to say this, but I think the Leicester chances when you're in a league where there's only 19 other teams, Right. right? Right. Um, and, you know, I, I think that the odds, they should have been more like 500 to 1 and not 5,000. I never understood that. Yeah. I understand that they want to – I can understand when they pump up the odds to get you to bet on the losing side. That's usually the, the, the well, feeling behind it, the mentality. But in this particular case, if you're a Leicester fan, people bet on sports. You're trying right. to tell me that so many of those folks didn't put a fiver or a See, tenner I mean, on you that. You put yeah. 100 quid down. Though. You put 100 yeah. quid down the Leicester City – if you support that club, yeah. uh, they're going to win the premiership. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. It's 100 quid. It's right. out the door already. Yeah. They probably would have bet that on cost. the horses anyway. It's tip money. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a night at Villa Capri, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, yeah. But that's a lot. I mean, but the point is five. <laughs> this guy had $3 on it. He made, I mean, he made, what, what was it? He got, I think he got 3000 to one. Yeah. I mean, so listen. he got $9,000. Well, re- all right. I, I, I actually agree with the, the odds themselves. I, you know. What it comes down to is two main factors. One, there's no playoffs, so there's no chance to like get lucky, win three or four games, and win something. That's right. And then two, the lack of a salary capped or anyway, you know, money inhibited league. So even the college basketball tournament, Penn State, the reason they're 500 to one, yes, they're far worse than these other teams. But you can be one of 68 teams in the tournament. At that point, you got to go win six games. A lot of teams can go win six games. You know, it doesn't happen a lot, but things can happen. This through 38 fixtures and right. a competitive disadvantage but, from a money perspective, the, you have the, to win and be the best. Right, but the funny That's, thing is, the funny thing is, Leicester City, the team that was relegated was the same team that won the right. premiership. Yep. They didn't really buy anything in the transfer window and that's why it's the same so group of players unbelievable it's all down i guess to the manager and, and right whatever happened. what i get finally what gelled as a, a group I find guess. a guy off sure, the street yeah, you know yeah. vardy but, that, that but that, that uh, outplayed vardy, himself yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean outplayed every expectation but, but the thing is though yeah all the pressure but the point is they did it but what i didn't get is how the odds were still three thousand to one when they had nine points out of the first nine you could get it would seem to me, hey, this team may be okay. Maybe we should knock them down to 500 to 1. You know what I mean? They were in first place. I understand it was early, but still the odds were 3 No, but the, yeah, the, way, the, the way the, the, the pundits look at it in the Premier League is like, yeah, it, the bubble's going to burst sooner right, or later. Exactly. They're not going to keep this up. Like yep. West Ham and a bunch of you know, clubs that are always at the top of the table in the beginning yep. of the season, but they always, they always implode. Right. <laughs> yeah. They end up where they belong, normally, yeah. So. Right. And you know what? Would you say, Paul, being a big, a big soccer fan, one of the biggest that we know, yeah. would you say this is one of the greatest sports stories ever, certainly soccer stories of all time? Sorry? One of the biggest soccer stories or, or sports upsets of all time, would you say? Yeah. Leicester City? Yeah. Because that's what they're saying. But if you listen to the announcers when they talk, and you're right, the announcers were, up until the very minute, they were kind of like in disbelief. Until it got down to the last couple weeks that they're going to falter, they're going to falter. Right. Tottenham wins this next game. They're going to be two points behind. They're going to fall. They never did. They never fell. Every other. It was certainly. It was certainly a rare um, season that there really wasn't a very strong right, team right. going against them. Like Chelsea wasn't Chelsea. City wasn't City. Now maybe we'll switch gears a little bit because we got a couple minutes before the final starts. Want to get your thoughts on this one? On this match? Yes. Okay. Well, so Atletico Madrid. They're they're already on the high from winning the Europa League for the third year in a row. Okay. Yep. And uh, 
you've got you got, Ronaldo, you've got about Ronaldo and, and Benzema, who uh, both of them are on 100%. Right. And, Ronaldo's uh, going to play, and, right? I mean, he's out there in the starting Torres, 11, and yeah, but he's far playing, from... But Torres, he's finally found his form again like he had back when he was playing for Liverpool. Right. And you know what? I mean, Atletico Madrid, I see them, I see them winning 2-1. 2-1. Wow. Well, big revenge game. I don't know what that means. What does that mean in world soccer? This is a revenge game when they play the derby... And, you know, yes. it's like the poor side yeah. against the wealthy side of Madrid. I, I mean, know. this is a very I mean, big derby. Anyway, can you imagine huge. being in Madrid right now? Cool. The only things uh, that are open are the, the bars. Right. I'm sure. <laughs> Everything else is shut and up. And my shop. niece, who's 19, is there. Oh, okay. Is that the game? game? No, I, in Italy. Italy. At, at the, the game. game. She's in Spain. She's fine. She's in Italy. She's at in Italy. the game. She's really? at the, yes. Yes. Oh, for the final. Yeah. Nice. Unbelievable. So, wow. and, and I'll say this. She's good to go. We said this to Matt before in the first hour. Fox Sports 2 was showing a replay of the game two years oh, yeah, ago. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yes, yeah. and it was just unbelievable because I saw the header by Ramos to equalize in extra time, and it would, there were just so many sort of um, interesting sort of plots that we saw. So Rafa Benitez, hands in the air, but who's in the background? Zinedine Zidane, and now Zinedine Zidane <laughs> yeah. is right here yeah. trying to guide his team, and it's not even first yeah. full year. Yeah. And how about Jose Mourinho going to Man United? Wow. Yeah. I mean, things that are happening yeah. right now. Steve. We didn't see that coming, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. The whole I mean the thing is, you know, you We didn't give, even talk about the FA Cup final. An hour and a half here. Wow. Well, when you yeah, get Crystal when you get Crystal Palace in a final, I think that takes a little bit of the wind out of the out of the sale unless they win. What win? Know? They didn't have any other sales. So they I mean <laughs> I, I know, but you get a team like that, they're fun to root for, but you don't really have a great feeling. Right. I don't that they're yeah. gonna do oh, it. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Your sales as a fan. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought you were I, saying I never man, felt you that they had a chance to win it. I didn't feel so, I could get behind yeah. them to do it. Maybe but they almost had it. I mean Crystal yeah. Palace. So just just briefly, so going to Euros two thousand sixteen. Yes. England looked really good. And uh, I've seen the two friendlies against Turkey and Australia. Rashford looks great. And yeah. this is the first time in a long time that Roy Hodgson has a team that he's got so many good players, talented players on the team, on the squad. It's going to be tough to yep. leave a few behind. He's got to go from 26 to 23. So. I, I got a great question for you, Paul. This is a good one. Okay, Dave, <laughs> We'll end on me. this one. You're a fan of the English national team. Who's your top five players on that team? What, top five players on the, in the English, English national squad? Team. Yeah. They're, uh, they're all Tottenham. Shut up. I, I, I'm just curious to see what you say. <laughs> no, I know. I, well, yeah, but I'm, I'm thinking Harry that two Kane, of them are. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, Rooney, and, you got to keep Rooney in there. I mean, really, you know. you still, yeah. Wow. Top, you got to bring five. him. You got to bring him. Whether you oh, use okay, him, okay, that's you fine. Bring him. Bring yeah, him. But is he a top five guy on that team? Uh, Henderson. I'm on the fence about Henderson. Yeah. And actually, Jack Wilshire, even though I'm an Arsenal supporter, yeah, I'm on the fence about him too. But he's not 100. percent Yeah. So I'm like, you know. And too bad that Welbeck got injured because I thought he would have been a good addition. But um, no, but I mean, you know, you Kane, Vardy, I mean, all those guys. Uh, yeah, I mean, where does Rooney play? What's up? Where does Rooney play? Does he start? I know. Exactly. Yeah. He's not going to play his traditional role. I mean, so. they're going to play. Would they play him back as a camp? I guess not, right? That's not really but, his. Uh, the beauty is we'll, we'll get through our group. I'm pretty sure we'll get through our group. So you got Wales, Slovakia. Yeah. Uh, so we'll get through Russia. Sure. We'll get through. You guys it's going to be tough. It's going to be testing in the, um, you know, the quarterfinals and stuff. You guys, did, you guys did bring up uh, Tottenham and they're, they're faltering at the end of the season. I think a lot of that had to do with Deli Alley not playing. Yeah, Deli Alley, yep. He went out. Dele That's Al, right. Dele Al, yeah. Yeah. Violent mean, conduct. He did, but, but the point is he didn't play those games, and they certainly were missing a lot. Oh, he, he's going to be huge for them next year. Yeah. Listen, the future is very bright for Tottenham Hotspur. 
I think, for Arsenal as well. But um, we'll just see what... Enjoy your last St. What's his name? What's his name? St. Totteringham's Day. Yeah, there you go. St. Totteringham's Day. There's a better day next year. But you mentioned Euro Cup. Yeah, thanks, guys, for having me. If you don't mind, I think we may come back for a couple of those matches. Set up shop again. Oh, absolutely. It's been wonderful. This, it's going to be a zoo during the Euros, I'll tell you right now. Um, if it's anything like the World Cup a couple of years ago. Beautiful. Uh, at least now Matt has set up the outside, downstairs. Yes. So we have more spread out room. Good. I, think yeah. it's, I think it's also Four, fair to deep. say the Euros, to me anyway, are much bigger than the Copa America. I mean, the Euros are uh, it's on a, a world huge, stage. Sure. huge, huge tournament. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I understand the Copa, and it's got the added twist, but if you're telling me Messi's not going to play and Neymar's not going to play, to yeah. me that takes a lot out of it. Right. You know, Suarez maybe it. not playing either, but hey, Eric, we'll let Paul go and watch yeah. the final. Okay. Thanks right, for Bob, coming Eric. on for a few Thanks. minutes. I love that Thanks prediction so of uh, Atletico, by the way. Yeah. That'll be yeah, really go. sweet. Go Atletico, it's been a tough man. year for me. Go Atletico. It ended up on a bad note. I'd love to see that happen. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks, you Paul. got it. See you, Paul. We got a little bit of housekeeping here, Eric. He's you even and me. smarter than Bulgarian, Paul. <laughs> He's really good. I hear good things about that guy, too. Thanks, buddy. Thank All right, so much. Eric, housekeeping. Thank you, Paul. To housekeeping, Eric, before we get off the air. Two things. I want your prediction. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, I'm going to go. Wow. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the draw in this game. No, it's going to be a draw, and it's going to go to overtime. I, I think, <laughs> okay, okay. I was yeah, going to say. I, I'm going to say it's going to be a 90-minute draw, and it's going to go to, you know, I'm going to have to say Real Madrid's going to win it. I, I, you know, yeah. I can't. I don't know how you hold down this star-studded team. Um, and I'll be very happy and pleasantly surprised. But I, I wouldn't I put it this way. If I, was, I wouldn't bet on it. I, I, and, okay. a draw, and a draw in 90 minutes, getting it to where it got That's last That's what year. it was two years ago. Right. Hopefully they won't blow the lead with a minute left in stoppage time. There you okay. go. All right, my uh, prediction, I also think it's, a draw going through 90 minutes. I think it's scoreless. Scoreless through 90, and I think Atletico scores in the first 15-minute period and wins 1-0. That's my prediction. Atletico breaks through, Eric. Today's your day. Do you think that they're going to be able to contain um, the star players on Madrid? Which one? Which Madrid? You, you know, basically Bale. I so mean, Real Madrid. There's yeah, two right. Madrids. Well, yeah, when I say Madrid, right, I, I'll call Atletico Atletico, and I'll call Madrid Madrid. But I, but I will say that, you know, how are they going to, are they going to be able to contain Bale, you know? Uh, so I picked a 1-0 win, so I'm going to say yes. Okay. <laughs> well, you know what, yes. it's hard to pick, in all due respect, to Atletico Madrid. It's hard to pick against a team sure. that gives up less than a half a goal right. a game. 18 goals this I mean, whole season. think about Now, that. Ronaldo is one goal away from equaling his record for Champions League goal in one, the goals in one season. That's 17 that he set two years ago. He has 16. In this season? This How Champions many of them are penalty run. kicks? I'm curious. What? I wonder how many of them are on penalty kicks, just out of curiosity. I don't know. I'll have to look on that. I'm sure we have this on our, on our site here. But I, I'll tell you what, that's – look at this. I mean, it's amazing to see Atletico. If you think about Atletico that most people don't realize, Bob – is that they really play on a shoestring financially compared to the big the big two in La Liga? Okay, I mean they really do. I mean, it, you know, and they lose almost every star that they have. You know, Simeone, I'm surprised is still there. 
the star right now may be their coach. Okay, that's right. you know, that's how good of a coach. Yeah, dirty, whatever. People have problems with him, but it's a winner. He's a winner. You know, I mean, they won La Liga two years ago. They were yep. runner up in the Champions League two, two years, years ago. ago as well. Um, last year, I guess they finished second. I want to say in La Liga, but I mean, they're they're a they, the Liga is for, by far superior over the English Premier League. I don't think there's any question. Look at Sevilla coming back and throttling uh, Manchester United when they were down one nothing at halftime. United was up. Right. Seville wins. You put Seville in there with the other three, and that's a pretty darn strong four teams, if you ask me. You know, I don't know if you have four teams in England that 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 can can contend with those four teams. You you're going to say based on the names, yeah, Chelsea. But those teams weren't very good this year. City. Right, they weren't. This year was an interesting year. I agree. And maybe that's the case. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the top, and it would appear that the top of La Liga, judging strictly by results, is better than that of the English Premier League. No doubt about it. I don't think Tottenham matches up with either of these teams in the Champions League. Well, they haven't. They have not. But next year we'll see. But I don't think. And and the English teams didn't either. Oh. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Wow. At they the were, doorstep. Yeah. Atletico Madrid stops the first goal from going in. I would have blown my prediction. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's tough when, you, when, you're, when you're resting on, on, on a clean sheet. It's tough. Yeah. Especially when you're dealing with the, yeah, there's still a very star-studded team. Yeah, you I know, hear you. I just reality. got a feeling today, Eric. I don't know what it is. Well, I got I mean, a feeling. How big? I think I hit the post, by the way, guy. No, no, no. His left, oh, foot. Okay. left foot. Left uh, foot. Well, that was a great save. Uh, I, I'm wondering, um, well, first of all, the odds were fairly even. You know, I want to say maybe Real Madrid was like uh, minus, plus like 175, and Atletico was maybe like plus 210. It was pretty close. And the draw was okay. probably the, the closest to even money bet of the three. Yeah. You know, the, so what we both picked, actually. Oh, wait, so, no, no, there is no draw pick. No, but yes, there is. If they go 90 minutes really? and draw, it's a draw, you can bet a tie in every every. Every game, even when but then oh, but but does the win also get you a bet? No, no, no you, but oh, the win in regulation time. So only regulation. Can you yes. can you bet a win no matter what? Can you yes. bet a win in yes. extra time? Anything penalties? Yes, yes you but can. you can also bet a win in ninety. And if they go to extras, you lose. Right. And actually, when you think about it, in matches like this that are very highly contested, usually defensive struggles, especially with Atletico as one of the sides. Okay, you know. A one-one or nil-nil result here. Look at that. There's the yeah, goal line technology at its finest. No goal. Well, it didn't hit the post, I don't think, or they would have. It showed. did not. Right, they would have probably not showed. It was dead center, the, the, actually. Yeah, yeah. The it, guy it kicked nice off save. so quickly. It came off so quickly. It looked like it hit something like hard. Yeah. So the it guy did put, his foot. The guy may have had some lead in his in his uh, in his foot or something. <laughs> I don't know. But whatever, we'll take it. I mean, but, but Atletico. Hey, here you go. Here's a perfect example right now. You know. Torres, Fernando, uh, Fernando, Fernando Torres. Torres. Been I mean, everywhere a guy that was kind of like, kind of played out. He comes back here last minute to replace. I'm going to forget the guys, the Atletico's guy that they had brought in. He, he wasn't very good. They brought him. He was a big free agent that they brought in over. He's, they ended up not being good. They got rid of him ultimately. Brought in, brought in Torres. Had a great comeback year. These guys do really well. And they're not a very offensive-minded team. No, they're not. But they have a couple great offensive players, you know, and a great coach and a great, great defense. I hope you're right. 
because it's really nice to have one of the big two, and I'm doing my air quotes, not win it. Right. You know, enough Barcelona, yeah. Real Madrid. Certainly enough Barcelona. Yeah, Barcelona, so I mean, champions of La Liga, but not here right now. Ousted by Atletico Madrid. And you mentioned the road to get here. This Atletico team, no doubt about it, had a much more difficult road to get to this Saturday fixture than Real Madrid did. They beat Bayern. Bayern. The two, the two favorites, yep. Bayern and, and Barcelona. Barcelona. That's right. Um, in, and, they were, and they were fairly heavy underdogs in both matches. Once again, they're always in the game because they don't give up a lot of goals. So I guess, you know, that makes sense. It's like the NFL, strong defense, you're going to be tough. You know, you don't, they don't usually kill themselves. You know what I mean? But look at this. I mean, right away. See, this is, we're looking early on in the game, and you're seeing a lot of offensive attack by Real Madrid. I think this is going to be one of those deals where if they can make it through the first 15, 20 minutes unscathed, that being Atletico, I think they're going to be in for a really tight game and near the prediction what we talked about, I think. I agree. But, hey, Eric, this is the beginning of our summer of soccer. Such great things coming up. Copa America Centenario, Euro Cup. The Olympics are coming up as well, and clearly we've had a great start today with the play-in for the English Premiership promotion at the English Championship level as well as the Champions League final. It's been fun. I can't wait to go on the journey with you, and, uh, Thanks, and Vuvu Soccer is back in a big way. Thanks, man. And thank you so much for taking time on your, on your uh, Memorial Day vacation to, to be here. I appreciate that a lot because very big for me that we are rolling again. You know, literally rolling, moving forward. I want to thank Matt and all the great folks here at Villa Capri. Yeah, we did you not know. get to catch up with Neil, unfortunately, today. But Where did he go? He was supposed to come on. Uh, I think he's out enjoying the scenery. Right it's okay. Let him be. He'll... That's right. This And here's Matt right good. now. Listen, Matt, this place is jumping right now. It's jumping. It's a great backdrop for us. And uh, we'll close up shop here right now, Eric, and say, hey, if you're not watching soccer, get on it. It's a beautiful day for football. Atletico Madrid, Real Madrid scoreless through about the first 10 minutes. And, Eric, until next time, I, I get the feeling we'll be back here really soon. But we'll say so long from Villa Capri and Probably Doylestown. Probably like in a week or so, I would say, for sure. So we'll see you in Doylestown and hopefully back on the uh, airways, the, the AM airways in Philadelphia.